0: Reading from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 8 in the NIV. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit. And of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God to be something used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. It's good to see everyone here. Uh, if you're a guest
1: uh, with us this morning, welcome to uh, the Central Church of Christ and welcome to worship this morning. Uh, today, we continue with our sermon series on becoming like Jesus. And uh, as a reminder, this is the sermon series for the second quarter of 2018. That is for the months spanning April, May, and June. And so far, we have looked into various aspects of our Christian life that we want to pattern against Jesus. And in so doing, we become more and more like him. Um, uh, specifically, we said that even in our suffering, in our obedience and in our speech, we look to Jesus as our example for these. And again, in so doing, we become more like him. And that is what we want to do in our life uh, as Christians today. Um, for this morning's uh, topic, uh, what I would like to talk to you about is something that is very important for us. Something that is very fundamental in our faith, and our life as Christians. Uh, In fact, without this, we cannot be the type of people that God wants us to be in his kingdom and in Christ. But to introduce uh, our topic this morning, I'd like to talk to you about license plate numbers. You guys know what I'm talking about. We all have that. We all have seen that. It's uh, very uh, easy to realize here in Manitoba that there's so many types of license plate numbers. In fact, I looked it up. There's like 15 types of special license plate numbers. That's apart from the regular plate number that that you can have that most people have in Manitoba. So, for instance, you can have a humane society plate number. You can have a University of Winnipeg plate number, and of course, you can have those you know professional teams uh, as your plate number, like the Blue Bombers, and of course, the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. But there's also personalized plate numbers, okay? If you can have one of those, what would you put in your... What, 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 what would you have? What would it say? You know, it's interesting because this is my... Our topic today coincides with what I saw when I was dropping off uh, Jacob at school this week. So I saw this car in the parking lot with this personalized plate number. I'm going to show it to you because I thought I'd share it with you to open up our lesson this morning... Because it sums up what we're going to talk about this morning. And as well, the objective of what we want to achieve this morning. So here's the plate number right here. Isn't that crazy? I don't know about you, but when I read that, it says, be humble. I understand that, it, in my opinion, it takes a special type of person to put that in there. Like a really strong person to put it in there. And for us this morning, that's what I want to talk to you about. And that's our objective this morning, is to be humble. So this morning... The title of our sermon is Be Humble Like Jesus. And our objective is for us to be reminded once again, the importance of humility. And that today, we cannot neglect this very basic foundation in our Christian life, to be humble like Jesus. So like the other lessons in the series, we're going to divide our lesson into two. We're going to talk about Jesus and his humility, and then we are going to apply that to us by uh, thinking about ways in which we can demonstrate the humility of Jesus in our lives today, so let's start with Jesus. Jesus' life on earth is definitely a masterclass in humility. The the manner in which he lived his life definitely points to a humble nature. Now that is what we want to look into. So when we look at Jesus' life, we begin with his birth. And his birth, the way he came to us on earth, uh, projected the manner in which he is going to live his life throughout. His three decades on earth as one of humility. Now, Jesus is our king. And when we think about uh, a birth that is worthy of a king or a future king, we can think of many things. Right? And we know that Jesus didn't come to us in that manner. Jesus came to us in a very lowly manner. But just to put it in perspective, we can relate to this by thinking of perhaps, you know, the the royal family in, in Britain, in the UK. We remember Kate and Will, you know, when they were having, uh, you know, Prince George. Do you guys remember the fanfare and the media coverage that this generated even before Prince George was born? Everybody knew about Prince George. It was in our news feeds. It was in our, uh, every sort of media outlet available to us. We get updates pretty much every day on what's going on with, with the pregnancy. And there's even this, this, uh, this headline, something like this, Meet Prince George, your future king. But Jesus did not have that kind of fanfare. No, he didn't. Jesus was born to poor parents. And as we read in Scripture, Mary and Joseph, Jesus' parents, came, uh, went down to Judea to register in the census that was ordered by the, by the government. And what happens next, we see in Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. While they were there, while they were in Judea, the time came for her, who is Mary, to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in, hands, in, in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger. Because there was no place for them in the inn. Our king, Jesus, came to us in the most humble of ways. Jesus was born in a place where they kept animals. Have you guys been in a place where they kept animals, like in a barn? There's something that is very special about that because you know that it's a barn. Because you don't have to see it, you just have to smell it jesus was born in that type of environment and his first bed was not a crib made by hands you know like we made our you know i made my crib for my child his first bed was a feeding trough where animals ate a manger that's how jesus came to us now i've always wondered what jesus would have you know could have uh, could have came in by like you know he could have chosen the manner in which he came in in a very grand and spectacular manner he could have brought angels with him that are clad in armor right but he didn't do that he did this and i also wondered what jesus looked like looked like in his life during uh, during uh, his time here on earth because he could have chosen to look a certain way Right? He could have used his looks, perhaps, to further his, his, uh, his uh, objective and his mission when he was here. I've always wondered, what's, do, does he have any special features in his face? Like, I've always wondered about a special feature, of, you know, a facial feature that I, I saw when I saw Superman on TV. Okay? Being from the Philippines, I've, I've always been fascinated with cleft chins. I know you guys are thinking, cleft chins, it's, no, it's not normal to me. So, cleft chins are such a, a phenomenon to me. It's pretty cool. And I've always wondered what I would look like with cleft chin. But you don't have to wonder, because I put it in here. This is what I would look like with cleft chin, right there. It adds to the feature, doesn't it, right? Now, I wondered, does Jesus have any of that? Because we, we, we saw the way in which he came in here as, as, as a child. I wonder if he put a special feature on himself, maybe to like, you know, so that we can see him. Oh, that's Jesus right there. But we know the answer to that question. Isaiah 53 verse 2. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. I would say no, he didn't have any of that. Chin dimple. I love this verse because it says that he grew up like a tender shoot, out of dry ground. What comes out of dry ground? Not much. If it's a plant, it's not a very healthy plant, not a very extravagant plant. Because we want to plant our fruits and vegetables on good soil, not on dry ground. But Jesus was referred to as someone who came out of that environment. Very humble beginnings. And in fact, this is what he looked like. Nothing would attract would have attracted us to him physically. But isn't that amazing? And I want to just put this in perspective for us. What does he look like in real life? In his natural nature? Because remember, he's God. He came to earth disguised as a human being. That's why we say he became poor so that we can be rich. But what does his rich status look like? We see a glimpse of that in Matthew. Matthew chapter 17, 1 and 2. This is the transfiguration when Jesus took some of his disciples to a mountain. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light this is what Jesus really looked like. Bright light. Beautiful beyond description. Too marvelous for words. We sing songs like, fairest Lord Jesus. Beautiful. Not because of his appearance on earth, but because who he is. And his nature, his character, was undergirded by the fact that he was humble. He could have been this in front of everyone all the time, but he he chose not to. He chose to live a lowly life. He chose to not let physical things go in the way of his nature, his true nature, his true character. And we love him because of that. Because of his humility, he was able to connect to so many people on Earth, different types of people—men, women, young, old, the uh, disenfranchised, up to the leaders of the of the time. He was able to connect with Jews, Gentiles, Greeks. He was able to connect with the sick, the lame, and the healthy, with the righteous and the unrighteous, all because of his humble nature. Because he was meek. His strength was under control. That is his humility. Humility is not born out of weakness. It is born out of power, out of strength. Choosing to lower oneself when you could actually choose not to. That is humility for us today. That's why when uh, the Apostle Paul urged the Christians in Philippi to put on humility you know what example he used he used the example of jesus and this is our scripture reading today let each of you look not to your own interests but to the interests of others let the same mind be in you that was in christ jesus who though he was in the form of god did not regard equality with god as something to be exploited but emptied himself taking the form of a slave. Being born in human likeness. This is what we've seen so far. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. His life uh, was an example of humility. And that example of humility came to a head when he chose to obey to the point of death. But the question is this. What led Jesus to do that? What led Jesus to live a life of absolute humility that we can know about today? Well, in Jesus' life, he also had focus. His perspective was something else. And this is something that we can learn from this morning. Jesus' perspective is seen in many verses in the Bible. But I would I, I use this one because it really tells us the kind of focus that he had. What, where he looked to. In Luke 22:42 we read, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. In this particular passage, Jesus was talking about him dying on the cross. He's saying, if it's okay with you, take it away from me. But this is his focus right here. Not him. Not him. Not his own interest. Not what he wants to do. His focus was on the Father. His strength and His humility came not from Himself, but from His Father. Because if humility comes from us, it's called something else. If if it comes from Jesus, if it comes from God, then it is Christian humility that God intends it to be. Now, Jesus entrusted Himself to God. That is the reason why He was able to go through what He went through in humble sacrifice. 1 Peter 2.23, When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. That is the essence of our humility. We are humble because we know that when we lower ourselves in the sight of the Lord, He will lift us up. And that is exactly what happened with Jesus. He lowered himself in the sight of the Lord to the point of death. And you know what happened? He rose up again and all authority on heaven and on earth was given to him. That is why we have him as our head, the head of the church. Now, this is Jesus, his life and his focus. This is his humility. But what about us? How do we apply that in our life today? So when we talk about applying anything in our lives, when we talk about espousing a concept that we want to live out in our everyday lives, I always try to think of a very key ingredient in which I can be able to do this, something that I'm, it's foreign to me or something that it's hard for me to do. One key ingredient that I share with you today for us to be able to live out and demonstrate the humility of Jesus In in our lives today. Is a reason why. We need to arm ourselves with the reason why. Why do we have to do this? Why do we need to put on humility in our lives today? Now I'm going to do better for you today. I'm going to give you guys two reasons. I'm going to give all of us two reasons why we need to put on humility today. It's amazing because when we know why we do things. The how. Happens easily. The how comes in rather easily. So when we look at the reasons why, we can easily see the how of humility. So why? Well, because of focus. We want to have the same focus as, as Jesus. When we humble ourselves in front of Jesus, in front of God, we have a perspective in life that is the best perspective in life. Let's look at our uh, passage uh, of Scripture that we read this morning. Philippians chapter 2, and focusing on uh, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Why do we need to have humility? Because we will be able to focus and look not on our own selves, not to our own interests, Our focus has to be outward to the interests of you. Not me, but you. Because if I look to my own interests, this is what happens. Selfishness happens. When I look to my own interests, vanity happens. But when I look to your interests, to the interests of the people around me, then I can value you above myself. See, that's what happens, doesn't it? I will not be able to serve you if I don't have humility. And you probably say, well, people without humility can serve. Yes, they serve, but the motive is not not there. The motive is selfish. It's not really service if you're serving yourself. But if we serve with the proper focus on others, then we serve in a manner that God wants us to serve. There's so many things that we can do when we have humility. That's why we said that humility is very important in our Christian lives today. It's fundamental. Because without humility, I can't do much. We're going to look at that later. So, uh, one of the things, one of the second reason why we need uh, humility is because of service. And this is it right here. We cannot serve if we're not humble. Can you guys picture that in your mind? I cannot serve Chad if I think I'm better than Chad. If I have that attitude that I'm, you know, that Chad should be serving me, not me serve him. That's what happens when we don't have humility is I'm going to put my hands up in the air and say, no, I'm not doing that. You do that for me. I'm not going to do that for you. Look, at, look back to our uh, scripture reading this morning. Philippians 2, focus on verse 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. We need to have the same attitude as Jesus in terms of humility. In what context? in our relationships with one another. One of the best ways that we can serve each other is, you know how? If we demonstrate humility in our dealings with each other. With humility, we can forgive each other. There's so many things that annoy us about each other, right? That's what happens when, when, when familiarity happens. When we're so familiar with each other, our quirks just irritate us. But with humility, it doesn't have to. We can forgive each other. We can carry each other's burdens when we're humble. We can be compassionate with one another. We can serve one another and we can uphold the word of God in our church when we have humility. Because if we don't have humility, we can just easily say, ah, I don't think that's good. No, I don't know if the Bible says that, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter today anymore. And that is because there's a lack of humility. Now, I have this story that I looked, uh, that I saw online. It's a true story. It's a news story about two Soviet ships colliding in the night. It's from the New York Times and I saw it in their archives from 1986. Again, it involves two Soviet ships that collided. Now, there's two ships that were involved. One of them is a liner with about 1,200 passengers in it. And one of them was a cargo freighter. And it was very apparent that they were going to collide. Right? They were going to collide like this. This is, the car, this is the cargo ship, the passenger ship. They're going to collide. Now, this is what happened. The liner sank because they collided. And as a result, 398 people died. Now, here's the clincher. That happened even though both vessels' captains knew for 45 minutes that they were going to be on a collision course. There was an investigation, and the investigation pointed to the the fact that the two captains refused to move. People died because of a lack of humility. I was in the Navy for some time, and I'm telling you, there's rules of the road, for uh, maritime, for for, uh, seagoing vessels. But what happens in in many parts of the world is, this is what they hold on to, is might makes right. If you're bigger, you don't have to move. Even if they have the right of way, they can move, because they're smaller. And that happened here. See, when it comes to humility, we understand that we're big. We understand that we could crush each other. But with humility, we say, no, we will not. With humility, we say, no, I am going to lower myself because I am going to allow you. This is humility in action. How, do we, how exactly do we do that? Well, let's look at the example of Jesus. Paul said that we need to be like Jesus in humility, but this is how Jesus did it. In a little phrase, this is what we need to do for us to really have the humility of Jesus. We should make ourselves nothing. In the New Revised Standard Version, it says we have to empty ourselves. Empty ourselves. This concept is so fundamental. But sometimes it's so hard for us to really wrap our minds around it. But without this, we can't really do much in our Christian lives. Our message this morning is simple. Be humble like Jesus. Because if we're not humble, we are going to miss out. I will just want to share with you one thing that I learned in my first few days here at Central. You know, we're, we're here about six, seven months now. But in our first few weeks, I remember I learned a, an extremely valuable lesson that I will not forget, forget until today. Uh, Billy Long uh, asked if we could use the church van. For a few days, because he didn't want it parked outside. So we did. And I remembered, I don't know, I don't know about you, but if you have, if you're driving a car, a vehicle that says Church of Christ on it, what I learned is you become more polite when you're driving. Yeah? You become more courteous. You abide by the rules more. And you just become a more joyful driver. And I want to impress upon us that you know, even though most of us will not be able to drive the church van, think about it that way. When we said that we need to put on Jesus, that we need to put on His attitude of humility, we know that we are Christians. Even though people can't see the word Christ, it's like having that plate number on our t-shirts or in our cars. Be humble. Because when we do, We show the world what Christ is like. Now today, if you need help, if there's anything that we can pray for on your behalf, or if you would like to put Jesus on in baptism, now is the perfect time. Please stand up as we sing the song of invitation.